and welcome to episode 219 of the Veg Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Right at this moment I'm making use of this bank holiday Monday and I am planting out some spring onions and lettuce in my vegetable patch. Coming up later on today I'm going to be taking you into the potting shed and talking about how I grow squashes. But before that, do you want to find out what I've been up to over the last week? Well, you can listen to that while I finish off these spring onions and lettuces. Well, it's the 2nd of May 2019. I'm, it's about half seven in the evening and I'm at home in the garden, just on my patio area, potting up some plants. I'm actually potting up five Crown Prince squash and ten butternut squash variety Waltham. They've basically been pricked out, but instead of going into root trainers, because these are big plants, I've put them into four-inch pots of multi-purpose. They've all germinated already and they've put on their true seed leaves, so a bit more space is just going to help them grow. Once they've potted out, I'm going to pot them in the greenhouse until... Well, for the next few days, and then at the weekend, I'll move them down to the allotment greenhouse. Now, earlier on today, and in fact, every evening this week, I've popped down the allotment, as I've been trying to do, and I've given everything a good water every day. And I've been doing some weeding, getting rid of the cooch grass and getting on top of things. It's starting to look a lot better and like I'm winning. It's still not perfect. It's a long way off from being perfect. This cooch grass is a real pain in the arse, I'm going to go on record as saying. I hate it with a passion. But it feels like I'm starting to get there now. And that's just by this persistency, persistency, persistent going down. Little and often, as Sean James Cameron would say. So yes, that I've been down there and weeding everything out. You may remember a few weeks ago I said there was a load of wood chip that had been left by the council. Well, I've been uh, grabbing more of that. It hasn't be, really been touched by anyone else. So I've been grabbing more of it. And I've actually been putting it around the fruit trees to act as a more of a weed-suppressing mulch, which it seems to be doing pretty well at. Yes, so that's what I've been up to. And there's been more parsley being potted up as well everything really is getting potted up and hardened off i'm actually running out of room in my patio area i've got one table just full of seeds so things are going to have to move along and move into other places it's saturday the 4th of may 2019 today and i'm not at home today i am around my niece's house my nieces are here they are evelyn isabel and what are we doing today? Planting. We're going to sow some seeds because you've moved house recently, haven't you? Yes. And your daddy said you can grow vegetables in a part of your garden, can't you? Yes. So we're going to do that, aren't we? Now, last year, yeah. we grew some stuff together, didn't we? We grew some pumpkins and things. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Now, the first thing we're going to do, we've got some runner beans. So, take a pot each and take take some beans and pot them in. Now you've just popped them straight in without any care haven't you and spread them out a bit so they've got space to grow and they're underneath the soil. There we go that'll do. I've actually got four. <laughs> yeah 
there was an e uh, there was an odd number, so that's okay. So, aren't you do lemons? You want to do the gobstopper tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. Do you so, uh, we'll put some compost over the top later on. So, pop those up there. No, that's because she's pushed them down under the compost. I haven't. No. So, we're going to do gobstop tomatoes next. Yeah. So, They're these little. ones, these are little seeds. So we can do all these in one pot, can't we? Who wants to do them? Me. Shall we, shall we get, let Isabel do these? And then we'll do another one with you. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do, Isabel, take yeah. this. Yeah. This seed packet. And just move it around while tapping the top. Okay. And which one did you just open? The gobstopper tomatoes. Okay. One is that empty. I'm just going to pour the rest on there. Right. So that's got all the watering done. Yeah. So now what do we do? We tidy up. All the mess. Tidy up all the mess, yeah, pack everything that. away, and we find a tray to put these on the windowsill. All done. High five. Is that my Daddy? High five. Well, it's Sunday, the fifth of May, two thousand nineteen. Today, I'm on the oh well, I'm on the allotment in Granddad's greenhouse, and I'm actually just potting on some of my little seedlings that I brought down with me today. Now, this morning. I came down to the allotment quite uh, well early on in the day. I've been here all day, but before I came down, I loaded a van up with some of my plants and seedlings that are that are that are either going to live in the greenhouse, things like chilies and squashes, and for the time being, or they're already hardened off. Things like these uh, my brassicas that I'm doing at the moment, and they're to go straight outside. But while I was loading them up, I had a bit of a mishap. One of my polystyrene tubs that I grow leaks in, well, as I picked it up to move it outside to start hardening off, it snapped. And as you can imagine, that meant that the leaks went everywhere. So I can quickly tidy that up and hopefully they'll survive. If they were hardened off, I would get them in the ground. But they're not hardened off, so they're going to have to harden off pretty quickly. And hopefully they'll be okay. I think they will be, to be fair. Anyway, so I loaded up the van with all these plants. And then I came down the allotment. And, well, the main thing I've done today was weeding. And this was a case of getting on my hands and knees and really pulling apart a lot of the weeds and pulling them out the ground to get on top of them. Now fortunately things are looking better since I've been coming down here on a daily basis and doing a bit of weeding. And the other good thing I like about getting on your hands and knees and getting right in to pull out weeds is that actually while I'm doing that I'm checking on all my other plants. So for instance while I was weeding out my onions I'm having a good look at them and I can see a couple upon up a flower spike. Now an onion obviously doesn't want to, want to flower, or we don't want an onion to flower, but it's trying to flower because it's under stress and uh, trying to pot out 
or reproduce. Now I just simply broke off that flower spike and it, there wasn't many, there was just a couple, but it happens normally around this time of year, I find anyway. And this year being so dry, I'm not surprised that it's trying to uh, pot out a flower spike. And then when, when I was weeding the garlic, getting my hands and knees, I'm noticing I'm getting leek rust, which, not again, I get that every year, so I'm not that fussed. It's not a big problem for me. And we'll just, uh, uh, well, I won't worry about it, really. There's no chemicals that I would use anyway, but there's no real, um, nothing I can do to stop it. It's there. I get it every year, so just live with it. In just over a month's time, six weeks' time, it'll soon be time for harvesting them anyway, so that's say la vie. But the other thing, when I was weeding out the gooseberries and the cherry tree as well, underneath the gooseberries, last year I put a one branch down to layer. Well, that had rooted, and I, I had completely forgotten about it, to be honest, but I'd also found another root had naturally gone down to layer and rooted itself, so I've ended up with two extra gooseberry bushes. Now, layering is quite normal. It's um, Blackberries do it quite often. It's when a, a branch will basically go into the ground and then come up the other end, and where that branch is in contact with the ground, it will start to root and produce another plant. And that's exactly what happened with these gooseberries. Now, one I made happen, and the other just happened naturally. And I've just cut off with my secateurs the uh, original branches and I've dug them up and potted them on and I'm going to take them home where I can look after them and water them on really really well. And under my cherry trees I found three little cherry tree plants that are grown by themselves. I think these are grown from seeds that have either fallen down when I've been harvesting or the birds have dropped the seeds or something. I don't know but there's three extra trees there so I've, I've dug those up and potted them on and again, I'll be taking those home to carry on. And as I said, I spent most of a day weeding. And then after the weeding, I planted out some of my brassicas that I brought down with me. And these are some Brussels sprouts, some cauliflowers, some broccoli and some kale. Now the broccoli and the kale, I've got way too many of. So I'm just potting those up to free up some root trainers. I'm going to pop those outside in like a, a rudimentary um, net, net in and hopefully the, uh, the the plants will continue to grow and we'll see what we do with those in the future. Not all my plants may survive or I may have loads of space after I've planted everything left over. Who knows? But I can't throw away good plants. And that's what I'm doing right now. And then I'm going to give everything really good water and head on home. Now as I say I've been down here eight hours today. So I'm really feeling like I'm on top of the weeds and I'm just so pleased that everything has really got going now. A couple more weeks and we'll be planting out plants, but for the main part, we're there. Well, it's Monday the 6th of May 2019 today. And as I said in the intro section, I'm at home just planting out some lettuce and uh, spring onions into the vegetable patch at home. I'm going to... I'm just dipping a hole and dropping these plants that have been growing in the root trainers in for the lettuce. The spring onions, I just dipped a hole and dropped them in individually. Pretty easy. Now today, being a bank holiday, I've made use of it and been busy at home. Now the first thing I did this morning 
was actually emptied all my compost bins. Uh, what, some of my compost was a bit woody as I didn't have the lawnmower working last year so I haven't had a huge amount of green materials so it's not been the best compost this year but what I have got will be taken down the allotment and used to cover my potatoes and the rest of the stuff that is quite twiggy I've kind of spread out around the vegetable patch at home here with the aid of the chickens of course they've, they've spread it around you can probably hear them in the background waiting to come out of their pen uh, but they've spread it around earlier and that's emptied all three of my compost bins really and then I spent the rest of the day more weeding <laughs> so you can imagine weeding is a top priority at the moment I weeded out my beds my pottager area and some of my pots now particularly my herb pots they needed some attention so I've weeded those out some of the, the herb pots they're not doing too brilliant so I've moved those to a little area that I'm going to create a like a nursery an area that I can grow plants that aren't looking their best and need some attention I can just look after them a bit better while they're out of sight so it doesn't look too well messy shall we say anyway all those weeds and everything got thrown on the lawn and then I ran over it with the mulching lawnmower and then the lawnmower that sucks everything up and I have filled one and a half of bins of my compost bins up with all that compost so uh, yeah there was quite a bit as you can imagine while I was doing all this the wife was actually out the front and she was pruning the trees out the front and digging up the weeds there as well so we've had quite a productive day here and cracking on and getting things done just finishing off planting these spring onions and lettuce then I'm going to pot over a net so the chickens don't eat them and then I'll give them a good watering. Last night the weekly harvest report came out and that was a fairly standard asparagus, rhubarb, um, salad leaf, just under £15, uh, £16 sorry. But the big thing that I felt was the new section from the veggie pod. Now as you know I'm growing in the grow off on the veggie pod challenge and I've created its own section and I harvested the first salad leaves. Now these were only sown on the 1st of April so they've turned around really quick and I only took a few snips to get sort of a bowl's worth which weighed in at 100 grams and that was enough for us but barely used any of what I've got in there so I can keep harvesting pretty much every day to be honest I think it's done so well. Well that wraps up this week's diary. Right, well that's got the spring onions and lettuces planted, watered in, covered with a net so the chickens can't get to them. I've let the chickens out now, they're rummaging around as you would expect. So before I go into the potting shed and talk about squashes, I have the calendars. Now this week in the RHS Plant Grow Harvest calendar, the tip of the week reads tender vegetables such as sweet corn, courgettes and runner beans can be sown directly into the ground in May. So yeah, that's pretty good advice and funny enough it mentions courgettes. Being it is the first Monday in May, we also have the perennial calendar and that's list of jobs throughout May. And it reads, what to do in May? The combination of occasional showers and bright sunny days means that the garden comes on in leaps and bounds during May. 
you can almost sit and watch it grow before your very eyes. Fruit and vegetables. Sow sweet corn now and have it ready for throwing onto the barbecue in late summer. Sow it in blocks to give it better growing room through the mini, though the mini varieties can be sown in rows if space is limited. Flowers. Plan ahead for next year by sowing wallflowers, pansies and daisies between now and July and they'll produce full bedding for spring. Winter bedding plants can also be sown now for a lush display later in the year. In the greenhouse. Help your half-hardy plants to harden by moving them outside of the greenhouse for increasing length of times on good days. If the weather gets especially warm, damp down the bottom of a greenhouse to keep things humid. Trees and shrubs. Just like us, trees and shrubs grow big and strong when they are fed well. Give them a balanced fertiliser and they will flourish through the summer. If a danger of frosts have passed, then tender shrubs and sub-shrubs such as fuchsia can be cut back. Wildlife. Blanket weed can become a bit of a problem in ponds, but it is easily lifted out by winding it around a rough stick. Floating weeds, such as duckweed, can simply be removed using a small net. Lay the weed on the pond side for a little while to give the wildlife time to escape before disposing of it. I'm in the potting shed today and I'm in here because I've got a large amount of squash seedlings ranging from small summer squashes to large pumpkins growing in here. And these seeds were actually only sown on the 12th of April. So they've grown really quickly in here and squashes do tend to actually grow very, very quickly. Now, when I say squash seeds, I usually fill my little seed trays up right up with compost and then I'll take my squash seeds and push it into the compost. Now squash seed is normally like an oval shaped seed and I tend to push thin edge straight in and that works really well for me. However my seed trays I do find they're quite small. They're about an inch thick and five inches long and an inch deep so they're not the biggest amount and if you've got several squashes in there I think they're a bit too small and I keep saying that what I should do is sow seeds into the sort of two inch pots and just one seed per pot individually. That way when they grow they're not going to need pricking out so quickly and when I prick them out they normally need to go into bigger pots anyway. I should do that and I keep saying I'm going to do that I just never get round to doing that. Now within a couple of weeks they are really grown they're, they they grow so quickly they've got their true seed leaves and I mean some of mine are sort of a good six inches long already. Now usually I would prick them out from these seed trays into four inch pots where they will quickly grow and like I say in a couple of weeks they're really well growing. Now I, I find that once they put on their true leaves the vines grow really really fast and I reckon that you can probably see them grow by the day if you check on them daily now because of this fast growth i really don't want them hanging around for too long which is why i tend to sow them sort of mid-april and i would be looking to plant out mid-may where i am now squashes are really hungry and thirsty plants and they will need a lot of feed of water now most of my squashes will go in the ground where i've already added lots of compost lots of manure i would just dig a hole and pot the root bowl into that hole and then fill it back in give it a good water in and all that compost and manure is going to feed the plant and retain the moisture so it should keep it fairly moist now i will water them daily while they are establishing i generally find that you know when a plant is established when it starts to grow again when i come to feed i tend to feed every couple of weeks and i just use my worm feed 
Now, something that I have found really successful for growing large pumpkins is to plant them into my compost heaps. Now, this has got many advantages. The first thing is that the, the pumpkin in there is going to put its roots into that compost and, and it's going to get nutrients from all that material that is decaying and rotting down in there. The compost is also warm, so it's going to get that heat, which actually helps, particularly pumpkins, because they do like it warm. And also, the compost heap doesn't dry out, because I'm actually watering the pumpkins quite regularly, so that, that helps make better compost. And it also it increases the growing space. That compost heap becomes somewhere I can grow more plants in, which is just a win in my book. Anyway, once the plant is planted out, and I've watered it every day to establish, and, it, and I feed it with this worm feed every couple of weeks it will just grow on and the plants do tend to grow quite fast summer squashes such as courgettes they produce really quickly within well probably june july time i'll be looking at getting courgettes and they produce a lot so it's worth checking on them every couple of days and harvesting every couple of days the more you pick the more you get i find with those and courgettes i do find it's worth and most summer squash except for marrow it's worth harvesting when they're small pumpkins and winter squash now they they tend to grow really big plants depending on what they are and the vines do snake of their way around the garden of allotment the big leaves actually can help keep the weeds down or act as like a, a shading to stop the sun hitting the soil at the same time it's worth just checking underneath the leaves for weeds now when the squash actually starts to develop i like to place a tile or something underneath the squash just to lift it off the ground a bit and prevent it from rotting some of the best pumpkins i've grown however they have been hanging over in the air uh, like over the side of the compost bin or over a fence and they have been really big they've been a nice round shape and they've just really grown really well uh, they also haven't rotted or the only thing i find with them is if they rub up against the fence you might get some marking and of course if they get too heavy they might snap the vine and fall down harvesting once the squash is just the right color all the way around it's time to harvest and what i normally do is cut the squash squash off from the plant but I try and leave as much of a stalk as humanly possible and that just prevents the rotting of the actual squash itself and winter squashes actually get their name from the fact they are stored right into the winter and they can last right into the winter if stored right now to prepare for storage I will give the squashes a really good wash right after harvesting and then dry it off and leave it out in the sun for a couple of weeks if it rains, I will move it into the greenhouse, but I just find getting that heat and airflow around it just helps cure the skin and make it really nice and hard. The greenhouse actually works quite well for this, I will admit as well. Now, after a couple of weeks of this curing stage, it's ready to go into storage and it just goes in my garage on a shelf in there and it'll be used for meals right throughout the winter soups risottos stews many many meals there's so many things that squashes can do depending on what the squash is i don't tend to get too many problems growing these plants if i'm honest i i might get a bit of stem rot when the plants are in their young stage and that is just where i've watered it and a little bit of water has just sat on a stem and it's rotted away now this is easily preventable just by watering into the compost and trying to make sure no water gets in contact with the stem another problem i get is powdery mildew and powdery mildew just makes the leaves look like they're covered in this white sort of cobweb all over it i tend to get it every year 
and I really don't worry about it. I might just remove some affected leaves. It doesn't actually seem to really affect the plant too much and it's very, very common. It's actually caused by lack of airflow, I believe. And it's probably because I probably plant my plants too close together or something like that. Now this year, the squashes that I'm growing are courgettes, marrow and sunshine as summer squashes, trombone and butternut squashes, then we've got crown prints and vifte and tempers, if I've pronounced that right. Now those last two are pumpkins, but they are eating variety pumpkins. Usually I would also grow some large varieties such as Big Macs or Atlantic Giant. And I still might sow some of those seeds, I'm not sure yet, but I, I don't like to grow big stuff really. I want to grow edible stuff. I'm not into competitions generally. I just want to grow edible food. And I've said before, I actually believe that growing pumpkins just for carving for Halloween can be very wasteful. But that's, that's my personal opinion. Anyway, what squashes are you going to grow and how? Let me know. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining me this week on this podcast. I know it's been slightly different. I'm just making use of these lighter evenings and warmer weather outside. Now, as I said, please leave me any comments and suggestions, uh, anything you want to add about how you grow squashes. You can visit the website at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk or find me on social media through The Veg Grower Podcast or email me, richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk and I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this week, so please take care and I'll speak to you again next time. <laughs>